0: All right. Praise God. Everybody doing well? Amen. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, uh, on Sunday mornings, uh, before we have church, I always stop at the Tulia, our Tulia donut place here and I I get donuts and, uh, we spend, I'll just go ahead and tell you, we spend about a hundred bucks a week on donuts. And, uh, we we eat every one of them amen and uh so i'm getting the donuts and there's some guys there from another church here in town and they sit, they asked me they said how much do you spend on donuts a week and i told them and and I said, you know, I said, uh, you know, we, our people eat the donuts. And I said, and we have families who come and they bring their kids. And, and if they come in late and there's no donuts, their kids start crying. And I said, so their kids make them get up and get ready. And they're like, come on, we got to get to church. We got to hurry up and get to church so we can get a donut. And I said, uh, you know, I said, what fisherman goes to the lake to go fishing and doesn't put any bait on his hook? And he just looked at me. And I said, have you ever thrown a, a, an empty hook in the water? And you sat there all day waiting for a fish to bite on it. I said, we're fishing for men. And I said, so all donuts are his bait. I said, you know, when you go to the bait store, you have to buy the bait. And I said, so we do a lot of things, but one of the things that we do is donuts. And he, was, he just looked at me like... Okay. I mean, I I really shocked him when, you know, when I told him that. But all the different things that we do, uh, we do to minister people. Just like Kurt said, we probably had, we had a low crowd in Power Kids last night, uh, which is 80 kids. That's a low crowd. And uh, so we had about 160 kindergarten through 12th graders this week uh, that we ministered the gospel to, and it only happens because of you. It happens because, just like Kurt said, because of your giving and because of your faithfulness. Uh, we're going to read tonight. In Luke chapter 1, let me pray, and then let's jump into the Word. Father God, I want to thank you for the Christmas season. I want to thank you for what you're doing in our lives, for your grace, for you sending your Son to us. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Let me start in Luke chapter 1, verse 5. There were in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. They had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. Now let me stop right there. Let me read you that last sentence again. The angel said, don't be afraid, your prayer is heard. Listen to me, God hears your prayers. Okay, listen to me, God hears your prayers. If you've ever prayed and you ever felt like your prayers don't get above the ceiling, or you feel like that no one's listening, uh, that is not true. And I love this statement right here. The very first thing the angel said was, God has heard your prayers. Okay, the Bible says that your prayers go up as incense before the Lord. So can I encourage you, if you're praying, keep praying. Okay, if you're not praying, don't be afraid to start praying. And don't believe the lie that, well, nothing changes, nothing changes with prayer, or, you know, God's not listening to me, or God's not interested, because it's not true. Okay, and I love that. Let me continue to read. Don't be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. Obviously, he's praying for kids, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He'll drink neither wine nor strong drink. He'll be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, obviously he's talking about John the Baptist and Zachariah and Elizabeth are old. And apparently he's been praying that they would have kids even though he's old. And then the angel shows up and says, Hey, got good news. God has heard your prayers. Then listen to what he says. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? I'm an old man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm an old man. And my wife is well advanced in years. Now stop right there. Have you ever been surprised when you pray for something and God does it? Yeah, have you ever done that? You pray, you know, two things. Have you ever talked to God or complained to God and he talks back to you? Yeah, you complain about something and he'll answer you and you're like, oh, well, I didn't think you were going to talk to me. Or you pray about something that you want God to do and then when he does it, you even kind of doubt it because that's exactly what, what Zechariah does. He's asking God to do something, then God shows up to do it and he says, how will I know this? I'm an old man and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I'm Gabriel. I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe the word which will be fulfilled in your own time. Now don't miss this. He prays and he asks God for a miracle. When you pray, Ask God for a miracle. Listen, don't be afraid to pray big prayers. Don't be afraid to pray dangerous prayers. Don't be afraid to ask God for big things in your life. Then, Zechariah, when the answer comes, he talks unbelief. And the angel shuts his mouth, and he does not speak again until John is born. Now, this is so powerful. This is such a powerful part of this story. In just a moment, we're going to get to Mary. And Mary doesn't speak unbelief. She speaks faith. This is so important. It's so important. Okay, one of the things that we do in Power Kids is I have a sword And it's not a real sword, but it's a metal sword, and it's pretty tall. And every single week, I hold that sword up over my head, and I tell all the children, get your sword up. And they all put their hand up, man. they You know, they man, they get their hand up. And I hold up my sword, and I ask them this question. How do you turn God's word into a sword? And they all shout back to me, you speak it. You speak it. I've got a pillow that looks like a big pair of lips, and then I've got a pillow that looks like a heart, and I've been using it on Wednesday night, and I hold up that pillow that's the lips, and I have a child come up, and one of them will hold the lips, one of them will hold a Bible, and then another one will hold the heart, and I talk to them about how the way you get God's word into your heart and into your life is through your lips through speaking. I took the Bible last night and I put it on the stage and I laid down like I was going to sleep on the stage and they're going crazy because I'm laying down on the stage and I've used the Bible as a pillow. And I said, hey, I said, if I use my Bible as a pillow, sometime during the night, it's gonna get in my head, isn't it? They all holler, no! Power Kids is so much more animated than adults or even youth. They're holler, No! Well then I put it on my head and I balance it on my head and I'll walk around with my Bible on my head. And I say the way you get God's word in your in your head and in your heart is by having it on your having it on there. And they're like, No. Okay, now this principle applies to you as much as it does to them. You read God's promises and you speak it out your mouth. And it brings the truth of God into reality in your life. Zachariah spoke doubt. He spoke unbelief. And the angel caused him to be mute, Why? Apparently, his words had something to do with the miracle. See, you know what we think? Hey, uh, you know, it was God's will for John the Baptist to be born, and he sent Gabriel down, and, you know, I wish he'd send Gabriel down to me, you know? I mean, he's in there doing his thing as a priest, and the angel shows up and says, hey, you're going to have a baby, and uh, you and your wife are going to have a child. He's going to be great, and and this is God's will. And you know what we think? It doesn't matter what we do, what we say, or what we believe, because God's going to do what he wants. Apparently, it's not true. Did you hear that? You see, we have a part to play. We have a part to play. His words must have been powerful enough that the angel didn't want to take a chance. Can I use this word? He didn't want to take a chance on him aborting the miracle. Now, I know that's not a Strong, I, mean, I know that's a strong word, and I know that's not a happy word, but it's, it's the best word I can think of, okay? She was going to be pregnant supernaturally, and she's going to carry this baby nine months, and she's going to have a supernatural child. Now, listen. See, God wants to birth some things in you, he wants to plant some seed in your heart for miracles. What, what you need God to do. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's in your job. But see, the Bible is full of seed. The Bible is full of promises. And God wants to take those promises and plant them in your heart. And then how do you cultivate them and incubate them? By speaking. By speaking. And when you speak unbelief, in a sense, you dig that seed up and you abort the miracle. Listen, we have a part to play. Zechariah had a part to play. It's so powerful to understand this. See, it's, we think sometimes it's, well, it's just all about God. It's all about God. Rusty, you're a pastor because that was all about God and that's what he did. No, I had a part to play. You have a part to play. See, it's not just all God. Isn't that amazing? See, God wants, God wants to move, but then he wants to use you. Now, now let me keep reading. I love this. This so ministers to me. Because you didn't believe my words, <clears throat> which were fulfilled, so he's not going to speak. Verse 21. And the people waited for Zechariah, and they marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he couldn't talk. He couldn't speak. And they perceived that he'd seen a vision. That's because his eyes were this big around. For he beckoned to them and he remained speechless. And so it was, as soon as the days of his service were completed, he departed to his own house. Now, after those days, he and his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself for five months. And she said, thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Stop right there. Don't miss this. God's eyes are on you. Now, when I grew up in church as a kid, I knew God's eyes were on me. But they were on me to get me in trouble. <laughs> Did you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, my parents, you know, it's like my parents were watching me. You ever, you ever have anybody do that to you where they point? It's like, I'm watching you. And I got my eye on you, okay? And I can remember feeling that way as a a kid that, hey, God is watching me, but I wished he wasn't watching me and I wished he would look away and I wish he'd look at somebody else and quit looking at me because he's watching me to get me in trouble. Listen to me, no, he's not. He is watching you because he loves you he notices you. He cares about you. We just went to the elementary school, to the kindergarten and the elementary school program, and the children got up, and they got up and sang Christmas carols, and my granddaughter was there, and she's the most beautiful, the most talented uh, of all the kids that were there. Amen? That was a week, amen. I mean, uh, amen? And all the parents are there. And what are they doing? They've all got their phones up and they're filming, which is amazing. And then other parents, literally now, they're standing up. And the room is packed with people. And they're waving. Hey, hey, Annie. Hey, Susie. Hey, Billy. Hi, you see me? And it's like there's 200 people crammed in there. And all them little babies up front. They wanted their child to notice them. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here and I want you to see me. Listen, God sees you in a good way. He sees you because he loves you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He sees you, not to judge you, not to condemn you, but because he loves you. And he's not going to let you out of his sight don't let it condemn you. Let it encourage you. Thus, the Lord has dealt with me, and he looked on me to take away my reproach. Now, let's finish the story. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin engaged or betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, and he was of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Stop right there. This has been thousands of years leading up to this moment. It's time for the promised Messiah. It's time for the Redeemer to come. All the way back in the Garden of Eden, you know what God said? He told the devil, I'm gonna send somebody and he's gonna crush your head. Thousands of years have transpired. God has worked through many people, many groups, many families, and we're at this moment right here where God's ready to send Gabriel to Mary to tell her. Now just stop for a minute. Think about how God felt. Think of, now really, I want you to really take this in. God's been planning this for thousands of years and we're right here. Think about all the girls that God had to look through and look at before he picked Mary. Now, the Bible doesn't say anything about that, but think about it for a moment. And then he tells Gabriel, it's time, it's time. Okay, go down and tell Mary what our plan is. Go down and talk to her. Now, he's already been to talk to Zachariah. What did Zachariah do? How's this going to happen? I'm an old man. Mama's old. Now, do you realize while this is going on, he's still mute? John the Baptist hadn't been born yet. He still can't talk. So God, I think, do you think God was excited Do you know God had a plan to save you and redeem you because he doesn't want to have heaven without you there? Have you ever thought about that before? God doesn't want heaven without you there. So he had this plan to send his son and God has to be excited. He has to be stirred up. He has to, Now he's not worried because God doesn't worry. He's not fearful because God's not afraid. But there had to be that excitement and that anticipation that I'm going to send you, Gabriel, to talk to Mary. Now, listen to what it says. It says, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was this. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and, as a, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now stop right there. That last, listen to me. That last phrase says there's no end to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Listen, if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, and I bet every single person in this room does, you're a part of a kingdom that's never going to end. You do know that the United States of America is not going to last forever. Now, I'm not trying to make some kind of political statement. or I, I'm not doing that, and I don't want you to think I'm doing that because that's not my heart. But the U.S. is not going to exist for eternity, but the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of Jesus Christ is going to never end, and you and I are a part of it. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that, that so ministers to me. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Now, she doesn't speak unbelief. She just asks a question. Hey, how am I gonna, how's this going to happen? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, hey, we just talked about that. Your relative has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is her sixth month. Zechariah hadn't talked for six months. Because God didn't trust him and he wouldn't let him talk because he's afraid he'd abort the miracle. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative is conceived in her old age and she's six months along and she was barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. How long do we need to camp out on that? For with God, nothing is impossible. Listen to me. It's not too late. Whatever your need is tonight, whatever your mountain is, whatever your valley is, whatever your problem is, it's not too late for God. It's not too late for God. Well, it's too late for me, Pastor. Hey, I prayed about that, and God didn't do anything. He hears your prayer. He sees you, and it's not too late. Isn't that amazing? He says it. Listen to it. For with God nothing will be impossible. Mary said, Now don't miss this. This is, this is it right here. Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Behold, here I am, Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. And it says the angel departed. Now here's the difference. Zachariah talked unbelief, and Mary talked faith. They were both pregnancy miracles, correct? Yeah, both pregnancy miracles. Elizabeth was barren. Mary's young and a virgin and not married. And Zechariah talks unbelief and Mary talks faith. What does she say? Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Now listen to me, don't miss this. Anytime you read your Bible whether you're on the YouVersion Bible app and you're reading the daily verse or you're just, you know, we just got through reading through the book of James for about six weeks. Anytime you find a promise in God's word, anytime you find a promise in God's word, say what Mary did. Lord, be it unto me according to your word. You said I could have it. You said that if I'd confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart that Christ is raised from the dead, I'd be saved. Be it unto me according to your word hey, listen, I'm going to heaven. I don't wonder if I'm going to heaven. I don't hope I'm going to heaven. Now, I'm not trying to be arrogant. Don't misunderstand me. I know 100% sure I'm going to heaven. You know why? Because God's promise is if I would confess and believe, I'd be a Christian. I've confessed and I've believed, and I know heaven is my home, and I know you do too. Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Lord, thank you that your promises belong to me. Now, later on, Elizabeth goes ahead and has John, and John still can't talk, and God told her that she was to name him John, and they typically named him after the father. They were going to name him Zachariah, and it says that they gave Zachariah a tablet with a piece of chalk, and he wrote on that piece of chalk that his baby was supposed to be named John, and when he did, instantly his mouth was opened. And he could talk, but he could not talk until the baby was born. It was safe to let uh, Mary talk because she talked faith. So as I wrap up tonight, can I just encourage you? What's your talk filled with? What are your words filled with? Are they filled with faith or are they filled with unbelief? It's, it's so powerful and so simple. We have a part to play. Father, I thank you that your promises belong to me. Jesus said they're yes and Amen. Whatever you need, whatever you need, it belongs to you. And so instead of being like Zechariah, well, how's that going to happen? Lord, Gabriel's like, shut up, fool. That's what he said. And he didn't talk again until the baby was born. Mary said, I don't completely understand. And see, see the difference? I, I, don't, I don't completely understand what you're doing here, but I say, yes. Be it unto me according to your word. You can have this just like they did. Amen? All right, y'all stand up let me pray. Praise God. Thanks for letting me preach. I'm so glad y'all are here. I love you. I appreciate you taking time. Let me pr- close and we'll pray and dismiss. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, I'm so grateful for this church. I'm so grateful for my brothers and sisters in Christ. God, it's such a blessing to be here and I, and I love you. Lord, let your promises be true in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hey, y'all go and be blessed. I love you.